0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. One more time, would you slip your hands toward heaven? We're on holy ground this morning. The Lord is here. That's what makes this place holy. It's who's inhabited this place. The Lord of glory is in this house. Would you just love him for a moment? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. As you're returning to your seats and remain standing, so thankful for what God is doing in this church. There's such a powerful spirit of prayer that is here among us. And where's where's Theo at? Run up here, Theo. <clears throat> Run up here, Theo. This is, a, this is a sharp dude. There he is. Was it this, was it this past week? Where's mom and dad? Let me, tell y'all, let me tell y'all something that happened this past week. Theo got the Holy Ghost. Aren't we excited about it? But I'll tell you where it happened, it happened in his house. Mom and dad having devotion with the kids and the Holy Ghost fell in the home. That's what's happening in the anchor church. Houses are, God's doing great things in the church. Let's give Theo another great big hand clap. My goodness, that boy needs a dollar or something. Somebody slip him a dollar if you see him today. Getting the Holy Ghost, every kid's gonna want to get the Holy Ghost. And uh, yeah, give give Theo a dollar today if you got one. Uh, amen. I'm glad that all of you are here today. And uh, I just feel God. I just feel so good. Feels so good to be in the house of God. On on the note of prayer, prayer is continuing at the church. Uh, on Saturday, this coming Saturday it's every Saturday you'll hear more about prayer that's that's coming up it'll be happening uh, on a daily basis uh, here soon but but right now we're going to pray together Saturday night at 7 o'clock and so be here for that prayer last night was so powerful and, uh, and so uh, remember that, Luke chapter 3 and verse 16 if it's your first time here we're so glad you're here Thank you for being here, and uh, don't, don't judge this church based off of this week. Come back next week. pastor will be home, and there's nobody in the world like our pastor, and, uh, and so come back next week. God God's going to do great, great things, and I believe God's going to do something great today. Uh, but I'm going to read in Luke 3.16 and then also Leviticus chapter 6 and verse 12. I did not give them my scriptures, and I am sorry. Luke 3.16, John answered, saying, if you're there, say I'm there. If you're looking at the screen, say I'm cheating. But I'll do better next time. Luke 3.16, John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water. But one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with water. Fire and with fire, Leviticus chapter six and verse twelve. <clears throat> I think they're supposed to be bringing something up here at some point. If you're waiting on a, there they are, there they are. I was going to say if they were waiting on a word, whatever thou do us, do us quickly. Um, Leviticus six and twelve. Thank you so much. Leviticus 6 and 12. He said in Luke 3, there's one coming that's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Leviticus six twelve, And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out. Will you say that? It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings. The fire shall, shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. I'm going to preach to you on this subject, the nature of fire. The nature of fire, Lord, I thank you for your word. God, it's quick, it's powerful, it's sharp. Lord, and I pray today, God, that your word would speak to us, help us, minister to us, do what only you can do in this place. I pray, God, that for the individual that's coming here, Lord, looking for something, God, looking for something, Lord, an answer to where they are. I pray you would pour out your spirit today in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Would you clap your hands before you're seated today? Amen. You can be seated. I'm just letting y'all get arranged, and I'll get arranged, and we'll do it together, and then when I start, we'll be all right. Are you ready? I'm ready. You ready? <clears throat> you ever played with fire? <laughs> I have. <laughs> Does anybody like playing with fire? Can I get a witness in this room that I just enjoy Fire. All of the men in the room just started smiling. I mean, fires I'm gonna tell you right now fire is fun it's fun it's It's a little scary, <laughs> but have you ever gone too far with fire? <laughs> Come on you uh-huh you start you start building that fire. you get that fire going. You got some dry wood. You got the stuff that's needed. You say, hey, uh, let's make that a little bigger. You 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 put you put it you put more wood on the fire. Then you got these dry leaves that you've been raking up all, all all fall. Anybody got leave piles for days? Anybody? Uh-huh. And uh you ever get a little too ambitious with your fire? <laughs> You ever get a little excited and and put too much on the fire and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Some of you got stories about fires right, right now. I, I wish I could hear a story. But man, I'm going to tell you right now, fire it's fun. We, we build fires. Mom and dad's house, will build a fire. And Winston, Winston, first thing Winston and Lawson do is they go find a stick. Right? Because you're not a man if you don't go find a stick. You, you want to you know what the men do when the fire is built? They grab a stick and they just start poking stuff. You know what I'm talking about? They just mess with it. It never gets out of them. It never, it never, it never gets old. There's not much that needs to be done, but I'm going to tell you, if there's a man and a stick, that fire is going to be messed with. And so my boys, they'll grab a stick, and they'll stick that, the end of that stick in the fire. And the goal of, of them sticking the end of that stick in the fire is for them to pull that out and run around like Apaches all over the place. <laughs> fire is fun. It's enjoyable. It's enjoyable. You ever roast marshmallows at the fire? Now, I'm I'm going to address something here and God's going to heal some of you in this room that stick your marshmallow all the way in the fire. We need to talk about this. This is a problem. This is a pandemic. What are you doing? You're doing it wrong. Wrong. God did not design the marshmallow to be singed to a crisp. I'm right and you're wrong. You've been wrong before. God designed the marshmallow for it to be about four to six inches away from from the heat. And you just keep turning it. And you keep turning it. And you keep see good things come to those that wait, and you ain't got no patience, that's your problem. You ain't got no patience you say, let me, let me, let me get this marshmallow in my mouth as fast as I possibly can <laughs> that's your problem. God's going to help you. It's fruit of the spirit is patience and some of y'all need it when you're roasting marshmallows. I ministered to Brother Luke about a year ago. Am I, am I telling the truth, I'm going to testify about it. I ministered to Brother Luke. He was a marshmallow burner, but God. <laughs> but God. God used me to do that. Mhm. Roasting marshmallows, you got to you got to get it golden brown. Come on, you can't just have a done of sins outside and still cold in the middle. What? Man, you put that golden brown marshmallow in your... It's done all the way through. It's gooey. It's warm. And God designed it as such. Can I get an amen in the house? (laughs) Fire is is fun. It's fun. Everybody, nearly everybody in this room probably has a story about fire. I know you do, Andrew. Uh... Everybody in this house probably has a story about fire. John the Baptist was an odd man. He was, he ate locusts and honey. He wore, yeah, that's right, he did, it's true. He wore animal fur as a garment. and He was just a different man. He just lived separate from the culture that was around him. But John, as different as he was, preached a powerful message. While John was different, he was certainly called and ordained by God as somebody that was born before Christ, as a man that would come to prepare the way of the Lord, as the Scripture says. And John, it was John's role in that day and that hour to preach repentance, to preach that, 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 that you've got to turn from your ways and turn to the ways of God. And can I tell you that the message of John is still relevant today? that if you're tired of living in a culture that says do it your own way and live with the results, if you're tired of anxiety, depression, fear, brokenness in your home, there is still a way, there is still a path, amen, that is straight, amen, that is stable. The message of repentance is still relevant today and John preached that message of repentance. He preached that men and women should be changed and converted. John preached a message of repentance, but John said to the people of that day, there is coming a day. A man is going to come and he is going he's he's going to walk this earth. He's mightier than I. So much so that I'm not worthy to unlatch his shoes. He's, 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 there's nobody like him in the world. He, I, I baptized you to repentance, but there's one coming after me that will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. What was John talking about? He was talking about Jesus Christ, amen, who was born, amen, as a child, born as a baby, amen. He walked this earth for 30 years and at the end of those 30 years his ministry began and for three and a half years the Lord Jesus went around uh, uh, went around that day preaching that I have come, the thief has come to steal to kill and destroy but I am come that you might have life and life more abundantly can I tell somebody in this room that Jesus is still the answer to the situation that you're in Oh, that's simple and I've heard that before. Great, I'm glad you have. But will you ever believe, will you finally believe that Jesus is, But because I've come to tell you, there's people in this room all over this sanctuary that lived a life of brokenness and hurt and pain. But when God got involved in their life, everything changed, everything turned around. And if he did it for me, and if he did it for them, he can do it for you. And so let me say at the beginning of this message, if you want God to change your life, amen, he's not a respecter of persons. You can be rich, poor, white, black, broke, oh, oh, you can be whatever you want. But I've come to tell you that Jesus is in this room today to heal you. He's come to save your soul if you will allow him to. John said there's one coming that will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Is there anybody in this room that has received the gift of the Holy Ghost? Oh man, I'm going to tell you right now, I'll never forget the day that I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. April the 4th, 2001, I was 10 years old on my way to a youth rally that I was too young to go to. Somebody, my cousin Jonathan leaned over to me and he said, Cody, you're gonna get the Holy Ghost tonight. I hadn't thought about it. Frankly, I wasn't too interested. I was just there to play basketball and eat food. And I still go a lot of times to eat food. But man, when he said that, something turned in me. I can't explain it, but something turned in me. And, 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 and there was a belief that, that, that came up in me that, that God, God, maybe really could fill me with the Holy Ghost tonight. I can't explain it, but we got into that praise and worship service, and I remember feeling God so strong. I, I couldn't describe it, I couldn't understand, but all I knew is I lifted my hands and tears were flowing down my face. They were making announcements and I was crying. People looking over, who's that weird kid? What, what is he doing? Oh, man, announcement. Basketball after the service. <laughs> I couldn't explain it. I I didn't know what, all I knew is I was feeling the Lord. And he preached and man, tears were flowing down my face. We got to that altar call, the end of that message and I was in that altar lifting my hands and praising God. And all of a sudden there was a language that I heard in my mind didn't make sense to me. It it was a Bible calls it a heavenly language. It was a a language that was beyond my understanding and knowledge. And when I heard that language in my mind, I spoke it out of my mouth. And God filled me with the greatest gift that man has ever. All I know how to explain it is joy unspeakable and full of glory. And I'll tell somebody in this room what Jonathan up the grave told me on that Friday night you can receive the Holy Ghost today it's for you if he did it for me he can do it for you I couldn't hardly play basketball I got into the bathroom stall trying to change my clothes. I was speaking in tongues and, and crying. I, I couldn't hardly do anything else. It was it was amazing the experience of being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And, and the Bible records of the day in Acts chapter two when the Holy Ghost was poured out. It was an amazing occasion. It was, it was a wonderful day. And it was the day of Pentecost that was celebrated in Jewish culture. It was the day of Pentecost The Bible says they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them, watch cloven tongues like as of. and it sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Anytime God gets a hold of your life, anytime God changes something inside of you, there will always be evidence by what you speak. He gives evidence to you and to me that when I am full of his spirit a language that I didn't make up and I could never come up with a heavenly language that's between me and God begins to come out a man of my mouth what is that it's 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 God it's God taking over it's God taking control of our life see it's a it's a we surrender to God through repentance we surrender to God, Lord. It's not just saying "I'm sorry," but it's a surrendering. It's a it's a change of direction. It's a relinquishing of of lordship in your own life. It's a surrendering to you are now my God. You are now the one that I will follow. And when you surrender to that, the Bible says that you will speak in a heavenly language. Amen. Confessing God. Amen. You will speak in a language. Amen. From heaven. And I've come to tell you today that you can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Bible calls it, It's like fire. It's like fire shut up in your bones. It's like fire that God puts in you. He baptizes us with the Holy Ghost and with fire. When you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, you receive fire. Amen. That's why when people get the Holy Ghost, you want to know what happens? You want to know what happens to people when they get the Holy Ghost? They want to tell somebody else about it. Yeah. They want to talk to somebody else about their experience because something has been ignited in them that they've been looking for something has been sparked in their life. A fire has begun in them. And so so it's, it's so amazing and it's right and it should be done. Anybody that receives the Holy Ghost, they always want to talk about it and share it and tell it to somebody else. But it is possible that the fire that the Holy Ghost kindles within us, ignites within us for the first time, It's possible that that fire can go out. It is very possible that that fire can be extinguished. It is not once saved, always saved. Scripture does not support the idea that once I am filled with the Holy Ghost, I am I am saved. Scripture does not support that. It says, he that endureth until the end shall be saved. Yes, you need the Holy Ghost, but you've got to keep the fire burning in your life. Be seated for just a moment. I've got a little little ways to go here. I'm not going to be long. But the Bible tells us in Leviticus chapter 6 and in previous chapters that there was a fire that would fall from heaven. There was a series of things that the priest would do to an animal. He would kill it and lay it on an altar. He would prepare wood. He would, he would construct an altar, lay that dead animal on the altar. And the Bible says that a fire from heaven would fall on that sacrifice. And from the fire that fell from heaven, a fire would be started. But the Bible instructs the priests in Le- Leviticus chapter six that the that the fire of the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out. Watch, and the priests shall burn wood on it every morning, and lay the burnt offering in order upon it. He shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings, the fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. Here's what happens. Are y'all with me? God starts the fire. Y'all nervous? Don't be nervous. Brother Kenny's up here in the front row for a reason. Mm-hmm. God. God. Ah! Sorry, I shouldn't have done that. that was... I, I need help sometimes. I'm sorry that was unwise i am flinching a little bit up here. I got to be honest with you i'm gonna, just put some gasoline in here. I'm kidding it wasn't gas. Can y'all see that can I do that Can I do that? You sure? Okay. Don't blame me. Blame him. He's a firefighter. This is smokeless and everybody's all right. If you can't see it, just act like you can see it, okay? Just mind your own business. The Lord starts the fire. Just like in Leviticus, he starts the fire but it's our job to keep the fire. You hear me? The Lord in Leviticus, a fire came down brother Seth from heaven and consumed the sacrifice on that altar. And from that moment that God let his fire fall on that altar, he said, okay, now I want you to keep that fire burning. And so scripture says that every morning the priests would come and they would lay wood upon that altar. Oh yes, they would come and they would lay wood. It's burning good now. See, I knew you'd be able to, I knew this would work. They would come and they would lay wood on that altar. What were they doing? They weren't starting another fire. They were making sure that the fire that had been started by God could remain kindled and they would offer sacrifices again on that altar and the fire that was already there from God, it would continue to burn, it would continue to grow, amen. Some say that the fire that fell on the altar in Israel lasted for hundreds of years until the Babylonians came in and destroyed the temple. I don't understand it all, I don't have all of the facts, but I do know that the children of Israel When the fire of God fell, they were meticulous. They were very adamant about keeping the fire that the Lord gave, burning a man on their altar. And I've come to tell somebody in this room, it will not be those that have had the fire at one point and allowed it to go out that will be saved. It will be the ones that have received the fire and maintained the fire that will be saved. The Bible gives evidence of this in Matthew chapter 25. He said, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto 10 virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Is our fire okay? Doing okay, anybody nervous? And five of them were wise, five were foolish. Let Let me just tell you the story. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 25, you nervous when I walk around it? Only for me, that's fair. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 25 that the kingdom will be likened unto this. There were 10 virgins and five, there was five foolish virgins and five wise virgins. The virgins were, they, they, were, they, were, a, they were a symbol of the bride of Christ which is his church. His church, everybody say his church. He said there was five foolish and five wise. And what was the difference? Are we okay? You look nervous. You all right? What was the difference between the five foolish and the five wise virgin? The Bible, the Bible says this. I will read this part. The Bible says this. Go to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. Five of them were wise. I think it's verse 2. And five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil, somebody say oil, the thing that they needed to sustain the fire, they took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels and their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept, and at midnight there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Somebody say the bridegroom came. It's a story that God compared his church to. He said, in the day that I come, there will be some that are prepared with oil in their lamps. There will be some that have more than enough to sustain what I have done in their life. He said, but there will be some. There will be some that their fire is burning right now. But right before I come, right before I come back, right before the trumpet sounds, they'll have no oil in their lamp. They'll have no oil in their lamp. Right before the coming of the Lord. You see, it it, it doesn't matter if if your oil, if your lamp burned, has burned for 30 years. It's important, and we thank God for it. But the question is not how long has it burned. The question is how long can your oil, how long can your lamp continue to burn? How long can the fire that God has kindled in you last? It's happened over and over. We've seen it time and time again. God changed people for the good. Deliver them out of all of this chaos and mess and, and, and deliver them out of, of, of just some of the most ruthless stuff and God fixes the problem and they're gone. Doesn't make them, I'm not trying to be judgmental here today but I'm just trying to tell somebody in this room that it's not good enough for God to just fix the problem and, and then you leave. Because you want to know what happens when God fixes the problem and you leave, you end right up right back up in the mess that you started with. You end right back up in the confusion you were in in the mess that you were in. this isn't just something that's a temper, that's an ibuprofen for the problems in your life. This is meant to be a permanent solution for you, for your family, for your future. That's what this is meant to be. The fire that was started has to continue. And the five foolish, they, 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 they looked apart, the man. They 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 had the they had the lamps. They 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 had everything that, that the others had. They, you know, they come in Sunday morning, praise the Lord. How are you? Praise the Lord, brother, sister. Oh, hallelujah. Praise, praise God, you know. They, they looked the part. They, 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 had, they had it all together. They knew. They knew they had the information that the groom was coming soon. They had all the information that the wise had. But somewhere there was a disconnect. Somewhere there was a disconnect. because, And I don't know the reasons and Scripture doesn't really lend itself to, to the reasons. But somewhere those, those five people thought well I've got time, I've got time, I, 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 I'll get it right later, let me just get my life in order and then I'll come. Let me just get my stuff in order, my family together and then I'll serve God. Can I tell you that it might be too late? It might be too late. You can't wait on everything in your life to get in order before you come. You've got to get right now. Come on, we don't know the day or the hour when the Lord is coming, but I'm telling you, he's coming soon and you've got to be found ready. Five, five were left without oil and their lamps, and when the bridegroom came, he said, I don't know you. He said, I don't know who you are. The Bible says that the door was shut, and they were left out, and the Bible tells us at the end of that story, watch, therefore, for ye know neither the day or the hour where the Son of Man cometh. We've been talking a lot about altars in this church. It is a representation of the fire that God has put in us. Let me just talk playing here this morning, there's many of you that a fire has been kindled in this fast, that a fire that, 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 that has been distant for some time has been rekindled in this fast and in this prayer that we're doing, and I thank God for it. But let me tell you on this Sunday morning that that fasting and that prayer was not meant for a temporary change that fasting and that prayer is going to usher us into the greatest revival that this church has ever seen and you can't be and you can't be on the sidelines saying i gave it up for a moment and i oh god you see here's the problem with some of us we are fasting or we fasted what god is saying give to me he said, if your eye offends you, pluck it out. And the problem that sometimes we, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place, but I'm going to preach exactly what I feel. I know where I'm at in the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says that if your eye offends you, pluck it out. And what we do, young people, what we do, what I have done in the past, what we do is we fast fast. We fast the the stuff. We fast the games. We fast this. We fast that. But yet, the next time you jump on it, it offends you again. It offends your spirit again. It makes you, it sends you into moral failure again. It sends you to that website again. We cannot fast what God is saying get rid of we cannot fast what god is saying get out of your the fast the fast separated it for you from you for a moment so you could see so you could see the damage that it really has done but don't take, don't 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 numb the conviction. Don't numb the voice of God. Don't don't for, come on. If it's an offense to you, it's not worth your soul. For it would be better for you to go to heaven with one eye than go to hell with two. <laughs> I'm gonna just tell somebody in this room: you don't need to be fasting video games. You need to quit video games. I'm not saying video games are wrong, and uh, forgive me if I'm out of turn, but I will speak what I feel in the Holy Ghost this morning. God's calling some of you to give, to offer a sacrifice unto him, and if you'll lay it on the altar, that fire that was started, that fire that began is going to... What would have happened to Abraham if he would have never went up Mount Moriah? What would have happened? Take your son. Abraham, take your son. I want you to go three days journey to a place that I'm going to reveal to you. God, I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. You better hear me. Go to a place that I will reveal to you. If Abraham would have stayed at the base of that mountain, he would have never moved. And for the rest of his life, he would have been staring at a mountain that he was supposed to be climbing. Never hearing never hearing the promises and the blessings of God on the other side of the mountain. Abraham would have died looking at what what if I would have obeyed God? What if I would have listened to God? But because Abraham was a man of God, and because some of you, many of you in this room are men and women of God, when God spoke to Abraham, Abraham did not just hear the word, but he obeyed the word. And when Abraham obeyed the word, he took his son, he took his son Isaac up to Mount, uh, Mount Moriah. And he laid that boy on the altar and pulled back the dagger, amen, to kill his son. The angel of the Lord grabbed his hand stopped him. Because when Abraham was willing to give, see, Abraham was blessed now. The first time God called, Abraham didn't have a whole lot. When he he called him out, when he called him out from the place that he had grown up, Abraham didn't have herds and flocks and wealth and riches. But Abraham had a lot to lose at this moment. He had herds, flocks. He was blessed abundantly. He, was, he had so much stuff that people would look around at him and it would be obvious the blessings of God that was prevalent on his life. He had a lot to lose now. But because a man that had obeyed before when he had nothing to, when he had nothing to lose, obeyed again when he had everything to lose, God blessed him, his son, his son's son. God made a nation, came out of a man that says this altar thing isn't just a one-time experience. This altar thing isn't just a one-time journey, and then I never have—I never have to taste of sacrifice and giving something to the. Lord. I realize this is heavy on this Sunday morning, but this is what I—you I, I, just—it's just what I feel. This is what I feel to do, and I'm going to obey God. But Abraham understood that it wasn't just a one-time thing. But Abraham said, "Lord, if you're calling me to give it, I will get. I don't care how valuable it is." I don't care if my future's wrapped up in this boy. I don't care how much it costs me. I want the fire to remain on my altar. John Hine, I want you to stand. You've obeyed. I'm so sorry. I'm just do what I feel. You've obeyed. And because you have obeyed, God is going to bless you. God's going to bless your finances. He's going to bless your I want you to lift your hands toward heaven. Come on, stand to your feet right now. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, a blessing from heaven on John. I pray a financial blessing, oh God, on him and his family in the name of Jesus. Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name. Will it just lift your hands for a moment? Just lift your hands for a moment. Come on, the Lord is in this room right now. The nature The nature of fire is that fire can be extinguished. The nature of fire is that it can go out if it's not tended to, but I feel the hunger and the desire of the Anchor Church on this Sunday morning is that the fire that God has brought would not go out, but it would continue, it would grow, it would develop into what God designed it to develop into. It is the will of God. God, that our fire remains, that our fire keeps burning. Lift your hands one more time all over the room. I'm almost done. Music can come. Oh, God. The enemy of your life, I've got more to preach, but remain standing. The enemy of your life, would love to put fire on you. But God wants to put fire in you. It was the goal of the enemy to take the demoniac boy, to take that boy. He would throw him into the fire. Possessed by his spirit. And that boy so possessed by a spirit that, that it was that spirit that when, the, when there was a fire around he'd, he'd drag them to that fire and throw them in it. Possessed by the devil and any time the devil gets in somebody's life he wants them to burn. The goal of the enemy is to get you to Burn. Listen, eternity, it's, it's coming. We're as close as we've ever been. Has always been, will always be the will of the enemy for you to burn. You want to know why? Because he's going to be burned. The scripture says he's going to be tormented. The devil himself will be tormented with an everlasting fire. It's coming. It's a fire that 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 will torment that the, the body the flesh will be burned but never consumed. It'll be burned it, it, it's like rolls of fire that that will roll will it, it, it'll be it'll, it'll feel like being burned over and over. Ah. Over and over. Eternity, listen to me. Eternity has no clocks. Eternity has no start and stop. Eternity has no timetable. Listen to me. Somebody in this room needs to know that either you can allow God to put fire in you or allow the enemy to put fire on you. He wanted it for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. He wanted them to burn. He wanted them to be consumed when the, when the false god was a, a, arose and the music played. They said, bow before the false god. They didn't bow. They remained standing, Noah. And when Nebuchadnezzar cast them into the fire, the fire couldn't burn them. You want to know why? Because it was already in him. It was already in him. He couldn't touch. He couldn't touch three boys that said... I'm going to obey God no matter the cost and the devil, the enemy. This world has a way of trying to hold you to the fire, of trying to hold you, amen, to the fire of this life. But I've come to tell you, if there's fire burning on the inside, no fire on the outside is going to touch you. No fire on the outside is going to affect you. Why? Because it's already burning. God's already burning doing oh he's trying me as fire he's trying me like gold he's doing a work already there's a fire burning in me already so you can burn now for God you can burn later but one day you're gonna burn if you'll allow God to get a hold of your life he's going to purge some things he's going to purge some offenses he's going to purge some trauma from yesterday because when God puts his fire in you it's not destructive it's not something that makes my life worse it's not something that hurts me sometimes it's painful but everything that he does when his fire's in me it all works together for my good and when God fills you with the Holy Ghost that fire begins to burn on you in you it begins to burn out hatred begins to burn out jealousy begins to burn out pain burns out depression it burns God is stronger than mental illness. I got news for all the smart people in the room. God made the mind. He is the creator of the mind. He is the creator of thought and reason and emotion. You cannot tell me I don't care, I don't care how much you know, you cannot tell me that God cannot heal mental illnesses. He created the mind. And if he created the mind, he can heal the mind. Can heal your mind. I need somebody to agree with that for a moment. He can heal your mind. He can heal your mind. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know the enemy's been knocking on some of your doors. He's been tormenting you with thoughts and emotions. He's been present with you. He's he's caused some of you to think thoughts that you've never thought, but you better hear me. There's a God on this Sunday morning that wants to fill you with that spirit that has all power in heaven and earth, that can remove those thoughts, those emotions. Come on, God is able to do it. that God has put in my life to remain I don't want it to be temporary I don't want it to be for a season I want it to be forever some of you in this room that God is calling very specifically had a fire that fire has gone out that fire has been diminished can I tell you that the mercy and grace of God is in this room He sends his word not to push us away, but he sends his word to draw us close to him again. And God has dealt with this young man. God has dealt with this young man about somebody whose fire is dwindling down to just a lump of coals. God has sent me to tell you that it's time to ignite that fire again. It's time to lay something on the altar again. It's time to give your life to God again. I want every hand lifted in this room lift your hands toward heaven come on I don't know where you are or who you are but I've come to tell you you're one prayer away you're one one prayer away you're one choice away from God changing everything in your life you're one choice away from God changing everything in your world and he wants to put fire in you he wants to put fire in you They begin to sing and play. I wish somebody would find a place to pray. You can come to this altar. You can stay where you are. That's up to you. But if God is dealing with you today, I would not leave this service. I would not leave this place until I obeyed, until I did what God was calling for me to do. I would not leave this place Come on, if you need the Holy Ghost, God can fill you with it today. If you want the Holy Ghost, I want you to step out of your seat. Come with your hands lifted. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.